about tonight. This is a night that uh, you won't believe. Been waiting for for a very long time. <laughs> super, super excited. I'm so excited to have. <clears throat> He's like a father figure to me. He's, you know, the bishop of the world, the pastor's pastor. He's the uh, leader of the greatest church in the world that I consider the Potter's House. Will y'all help me welcome, show some love to my pastor, my bishop, Bishop T.D. Jakes. What's going on, Antar? <laughs> Hello, Bishop. Thank you, sir. How are you? I'm good, sir. How you feeling, sir? I'm doing real well, thank you. It's a pleasure. Good. Thank you for, for coming on here and, and just sharing with us. Um, this is a crisis, and, you know, the, this is a crisis that many of us, know, in fact, nobody has ever seen anything like this before. True. And so many people are really wondering how to maneuver in life. How do you maneuver in your organization? How do you maneuver in your family? How do you maneuver, you know, just with yourself? What do you do in times like this? And how do you stay solid and grounded and lead your family and, you know, lead, lead you know, people at work who look up to you? And many people, you know, let people know who they are when they go to work. They, they let them know that they're a believer. They follow Jesus Christ. And so... We are the salt of the earth. So many people come to us looking for answers, looking for solutions, because they know that, that we're followers and believers in Jesus. So, you know, many people are struggling now as to what to say. So that's the reason why I, I thought it would be very important for you to come on. As you know, a couple of years ago, I wrote a book. It's called Hardcore Effective Leadership. Start with the, starts with the servant's heart. And you did the forward on it. And so there are many, many great principles I've learned uh, after being with you and under you, being your assistant for the last 15 years or so. And so you've helped me to really galvanize a lot of great tools. I was able to put them in the book, but I wanted to get on here tonight and really discuss some of those fundamentals with you and share with some people and give them comfort and, and strength and motivation for the days ahead. So thank you so very much for joining. Well, I'm, thr I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled for what God is doing in your life. I'm thrilled for the opportunity to be speaking uh, and encouraging people during this time of need. My ministry is to hurting people. Yes, so sir. whenever there's pain, I'm, I'm drawn to doing above and beyond to try to comfort, to guide, to uh, heal, to strengthen, and, and, and congratulations on your book. And the reason I wrote the forward of the book is, is largely because uh, I believe in you and I believe in what I've seen God do in your life and what I've seen God do in your, in your ministry and with you as a father and you as a person and, uh, and, and you as an employee and you as a son. And I've got to see so many different sides of you yeah. uh, and you know, watch you grow and develop and learn and evolve and become. So congratulations on doing that. The other thing I wanted to say about the book that I think is important, something that I've taught for years is multiple streams of income. Yes, sir. And so even though you have a job to have multiple streams of income, to find other gifts that you have inside of yourself and to do the hard work, and it is hard work, that it yes. takes to harness those gifts and put them out there, make them available for people. Uh, it's not just a stream of income, but it's also a stream of consciousness, a stream yes. of responsibility. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yes, sir. 
And uh, yeah. and so I, I think I think that's important. And the other thing that I wanted to say, uh, the, the the thing about Christianity, the Bible says that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Okay. So those who don't know what to say, uh, there's, there's, the Bible never hid suffering. The symbol yeah. of Christianity is a cross. I yes, mean, sir. God who spared not his only son, and he crucified him uh, naked in front of everybody as a symbol of his love for us, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So God didn't promise to be Santa Claus. Exactly. And uh, the other thing I think you have to realize is that the Bible was full of plagues and diseases and, and how God brought his people through tough times. And I think he'll bring his people through this. Um, you know, we, we, we may uh, have some sad days. Uh, we may have some trials like anybody else. But our faith is what gives us the fuel to keep on moving forward and to overcome those things. There will be a tomorrow after this. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, uh, uh, Bishop. That, those words are, are so comforting. Um, and it, so when I got ready to, to think about what we were going to discuss as far as leadership in crisis, there are so many things that came to mind. Uh, if anybody who has known you longer than 30 minutes knows that one thing you are passionate about is leadership. And that's one thing that you have really truly instilled in me is that what I wrote in the book, effective leadership starts with the servant's heart. And, and in moments like this, real leaders shine and real leaders are, are really blossomed out. So there, there are some things that I want to um, just throw off of you, Bishop, and, and, and get your take on it. In one part of my book, I wrote about um, the difference between heart and desire. And what I mean by that is your heart is your instinct. It's who you are innately. It's, mm -hmm. it's who you are to your gut, in your center. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I counted that versus um, your desires, which is your emotion. Mm -hmm. And many people try to make hard, rational decisions from an emotional place. Mm -hmm. And being an effective leader, you cannot do that because mm -hmm. your emotions are like the weather. They can and will change. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to that, Bishop, the importance of being an effective leader and not speaking from an emotional place? You know, uh, discipline is critical. Discipline Absolutely. is critical. Just because you're a leader doesn't mean you don't have all the feelings that everybody else has that you don't get scared, that you don't get tired, that you, people don't get on your nerves, that you don't get frustrated. But there has to be something that you lift above those feelings and those emotions. And that is, as you say, hardcore right down to who you are as a person, authenticity. Yes. Uh, the problem today is that we seek titles, uh, but yes. titles don't make you a leader. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, putting lipstick on a pig doesn't make it a girl. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and you have to learn to forgive my country's uh, sayings between West Virginia and Texas. I got a bunch of them. But but you, when trouble comes, how you react in, in times of trouble and crisis like this really defines what leadership really is. Whether you're leading your family, you don't have yes. to be a leader in public, you know. Yes, yes sir. You, Absolutely. You, you're just leading your family. And uh, or whether you're just leading yourself, <laughs> you yes, know, uh, leadership, you know, uh, is a very in, in, in the Bible says a man that cannot rule his own spirit is like a city without walls. Exactly. So ruling your own spirit means you start out being the CEO of you. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, 
And yep. then out of that, you take on other things and other people come up under the umbrella of that leadership. And, uh, and there's a weight to it and there's a pressure to it. But the thing that I love about your book is that it deals with the heart of the matter. Yes, the heart of the matter, not just the head of the matter. Somebody, somebody thinks that because they have a degree that makes them a leader, not necessarily. It gives you a lot of information, helpful information, but it doesn't necessarily make you a leader if you don't have the heart of a leader, okay? God said, I'll give you pastors after my own heart. Yes, sir. I think that's so important, Bishop. You know, because if, when I talk about heart versus desire, I equate it to you make an important decision right now based off your emotions, right? Mm -hmm. So then you make this decision, then you go months down the road. Let, let's say somebody who, in, in this line of work, they somebody told them, oh, you speak real good. So now they, they, they quit their job and they want to go and, and pastor, right? Because they feel like I can share the word of God. Now I quit my job and I'm going to be a pastor. Now several months go down the road and it doesn't turn out like you thought it would. That's because that was not really what you were called to do. It's not who you are. It's what right. you wanted to do, but it's not who you are. And many people are trying to make hard, big, uh, important decisions out of an emotional place, and their heart was never considered in the deal. And, and that's one thing I've learned from you, Bishop, is just when it's time to make a decision, you make a cold, calculated decision based off the facts, based off of right. information. Right. One thing you always say, you cannot make great decisions with poor information. Us all the time. <laughs> Everybody write that down. You cannot make great decisions with poor information. Before you get ready to make a major decision, make sure you have all of the information that you need. Don't make that decision on half information. Bishop, you know, uh, one thing that, that, that another thing that you've taught us is the importance of who you have around you, who you have around you, the team you have around you in, in, in the book, Hardcore, uh, available on my website, antarmohammed.com. The link is in the bio as well. Shameful, shameless plug. Shameless plug, shameless plug. Yes, sir. But if so many things applicable. I talk about your team as a reflection of you and, and mm -hmm. rather you're, you have a team of people who you've hired, a team of volunteers, or maybe just a team of family and friends that who mm -hmm. you choose to have around you, especially in times like this, who you have, uh, who you're listening to. Talk about the importance of who you listen to and who you have in your ear. Oh, I cannot stress how important that is. You know, it's, a team is not just the people uh, that, that you go eat a hamburger with, but the people that you deem credible enough to really make decisions through their wisdom. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, and, and what you want to do is develop a team of people around you who accessorize your limitations. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't want people who just do what you do. Most yes, doctors hang around doctors. Most golfers hang around golfers. Most athletes hang around athletes. Well, what, what that leads to is competition. Absolutely, uh, yes, sir. But if the, if the athlete hung around doctors, lawyers, accountants, uh, barbers, uh, other types of people, then they accessorize the limitations. They complete you. They don't compete with you. And you want to build people around you that complete you. And uh, I, I like to hang around people who are good at what I'm not good at. Yes, sir. Know. Yes, so sir. together, together we have a holistic thing. We're not fighting for the mic or we're not fighting for 
the the car or whatever it is. You want people who are good at what you're not good at. And uh, the other thing that I think that's important in your book about the, the, the thin line, the thin line between servitude and leadership. Ooh, yes, sir. The thin yes, line, the thin line, because every good leader is really a servant. Yes, sir. Every, yes, sir. Every good leader. The, the way I serve my community is by my leadership. It's really serving. It's yes, serving. And, and it's serving because it's sacrificial. Yes, sir. And it's serving because I could just ignore the whole thing and do my own thing and not become involved in it. Good leadership is service. We, we say to the military, thank you for your service. We yes, say sir. that to, to the nurses right now with this COVID-19 and the doctors and even the janitors and the people who put themselves at risk to go clean up a room uh, in, in a hospital, we say thank you for your service, you know. But yes, but every, every the only job God has is slave. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, that, you that's, the only job, here, <laughs> that's the only job God has is servitude. And and yes. so the truth of the matter is there's no big eyes and little U's. We're all giving what we have to serve. And my first instinct in a crisis is to try to serve uh, my constituency, my, my community, my country, my generation, to do whatever little bit I can to get out information, to expose them to things that they might not know, to help them to grow as an individual. But that's service. Because yes, I could be sitting at home watching TV and binging on on uh, Netflix and and say, you know, I hope y'all get that straight now. I hope you work that out. Yes, but you know, you know, good leadership is always sacrificial and it's always service. And in hardcore, the line that you draw between servitude and leadership is so thin that it bleeds on the page. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, it bleeds on the page because it it lets every leader know. Away with these leaders that just sit off in towers and never come to get anything done. We need leaders that will serve uh, sure. the people, whether it's using your relationships, using your platform, using your talent, using your voice to be an advocate for people or, or a source of information to people. That's all service, and it's how you serve your generation. Bishop, I, I love that. I love to tell people, you know, when they think of the word service and servitude, they think of mm -hmm. a butler with a, with a black coat and yeah. a top hat. But the reality yeah. is anything you are giving your time, energy, efforts to, you are serving it. No matter yes. what it is, no matter who it is, if you are giving of your time, your energy, your efforts to it, you are a servant to it. So, you know, I think you, you, you just exemplified the, the true definition of excellence in your leadership by being a servant. Many people, you know, they're seeing it on social media, but but I've seen you countlessly be on the phone. We can you can begin off stage from preaching and then on the phone with a senator, on the phone with, with Congress, on the phone with CEOs, and we're riding. You're supposed to be here you are, you're supposed to be thinking about the scriptures and everything, and you've already got that compartmentalized right here. But on this right. side of the brain, you're talking about, okay, how can we get these jobs over here to the community? What are we going to do about Tory? And it's just amazing to watch the true <laughs> servant that you are. It's just really quite mind-boggling. I've been doing it almost 20 years, and I, I'm still not used to it, quite honestly. So, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Bishop, uh, uh, now 
in this, uh, right now we're in this quarantine and, and so we're, we're in this shelter in place and a lot of people are finding new ways to reinvent themselves, finding new, new ways to try to make a, another stream of income or, or what have you. So the new thing right now is everybody's making masks. And so, you know, I think that's a great thing. Everybody making masks, everybody is, is trying to make some sort of protective equipment uh, for people to buy. The, the problem that happens is I, I have a part in, in Hardcore that talks about focus on the passion and not the profits. Talk mm. about the, the there's a there's a danger. There's a good thing in, in following the profits. But if you're not passionate about it in the long run, it's not going to serve you like you think. And many people go after things just because they see it's a shiny object but it's not really who you are. And that can be dangerous and quite frustrating. Would you agree with that, sir? I, I totally agree with it. And, and the other thing I think our community needs to know, as of today, CARES Act 2 just passed today, oh, which is, yes, a, yeah, 482, if I'm not mistaken, $482 billion is just flooding into the banks, creating yes. an opportunity. Any bank that has SBA loans, they should apply the better your relationship with the bank and the more the bank understands how you do business, the more likelihood you have to do it. That money's going to be gone in seven or eight days. Most times we procrastinate so long before we do anything. Intimidated. Sometimes we don't have all our information together, this or that or the other. But find somebody who gets it, work through the wrinkles and get the income because it has PPP, which is payroll uh, protection, and it's a payroll protection plan, so it will compensate you for people that you have on your payroll, even if it's just you, even if it's just you. If you're a sole proprietorship, you're in business by yourself, that will kind of ease some of the pain. Then there's a $10,000 grant that's outside of the PPP that is available that a lot of our people don't know about. That Sometimes $10,000 will get you out of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it'll, it'll help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better than a goose egg, as I like to say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It'll take you a long ways. And so th those are things that we need to know and we need to do. When you get down to understanding, uh, as, as you have talked about me compartmentalizing, I want to pick up a little bit about that. It is no need to allow one thing to encompass all of your brain. The first computer that God ever made was a human being. And yes, whether it's a problem or whether it's a responsibility you have to do, I've got too much head to give my head over to one thing and let it absorb all of my strength, <laughs> whatever it is. You know, I have to put that over there. Yes, sir. Over there. I, like, I like to say it like this. The first day, when you see God in the creation and there was chaos in the creation, the earth was without form and void darkness covered the face of the deep. When the spirit of the Lord first started moving, the first thing he did is start putting separating things. He yes, separated sir. the light from the day. He separated the land from the sea. He and that's what we have to do in this time of crisis. You can't let all of that turn into mush and depression and fear. You have to start separating things. This goes over here. That goes over there. This is my top priority. This is something I can do without. This is my plan for the future. And when you start thinking about and separating it so that it doesn't all come in on you like a flood, you know, yes, but al allow the, the spirit of God to lift up a standard against the flood. A standard is a barrier, a wall, and it starts separating one thing from another. Somebody's watching us right now. They feel like they're overwhelmed. 
but you need to start separating this. You know, I can't do anything about this. I can't do anything about that. I can't help the way my daughter feels. I can't help the way my mother yes, feels sir. about me. And start focusing on what you can help. Okay. Yes, sir. And this this is my strategy for recreating myself, reproducing myself. But you're right. You can't just do it because everybody else is doing it. You can't just do it because it makes money. You cannot offer anything that's not in your inventory. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you, you see, I'll yes, say if I, if, if I could sing like Marvin Winans, I would. You, yes, you, sir. You know, I would too. <laughs> I would. I'd request myself to sing and sing, but it's not in my inventory. So there's yes, no sir. need of me trying to produce something that's not in my inventory. So, you yes, know, sir. I can lift up a song in a service and clap my hands and get by, but making an album and going out there in the road, that's not what I have to offer. The world might need that, but that's not what's in my inventory. Find out what's in your inventory, not just what you have done before, because there are some things inside of you that you may not have done before, but you have the capacity within yourself to do that thing. But if you try to produce something and breathe out something that God hasn't breathed in, you're going to asphyxiate, okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> you have to breathe out what God has breathed in and allow that to become a service to your generation. And I look at people like you, and I watch you, and I watch what you do instinctively. I watch how you run toward problems and solve situations and organize stuff. And all I did was put you in a position that accommodated what was already in your inventory. And what I think you're trying to do in your book is to teach other people how to discover what they have on the inside and use that thing to the maximum capacity because a lot of people don't really, they haven't really thought through who they are and what they can do and what they can be and what they can have. And so they need that kind of a guide. Uh, yes, hardcore is kind of like a GPS system that yes, begins sir. to guide people. And what I like about it is that Sometimes when it comes from people like me, uh, people don't hear it because they say, yeah, that's him. You know, yeah, that's Joel Osteen. Yeah, yeah, that's Joyce Meyer, somebody like that. But when it comes to somebody, when it comes out of the pews, when it comes out of somebody who is an elder, but also a layman too, you speak a language that's within the reach of the reader. And yeah. that is so important because sometimes when people think, see you as, a celebrity or a star, which I don't see myself that way, but it alienates you from being a real witness. Yes, you you are a father and a young father and have a family and have dealt with stuff and people have seen you serve and they've seen you lead and they've seen you grow and evolve. And so whenever God gets ready to redeem a people, he always uses one from among them. And so he, he'll take somebody that everybody knew. It's not this a carpenter's son. It's not this so-and-so and so. Isn't that an anti Mohammed? Isn't that so-and-so and so? And God will use one from among them to show you, see what I can do? See what I can do? Is I, I remember when I came up to your uh, uh, book signing, you, the very first one you had, you know, and you had it downtown and all the people were there. And, and you were lit up like a Christmas tree and you were gleaming in your family and all of these people there and you put on this uh, big debut for, for your book. You learned. Yes, sir. You learned. And you're talking about who you surround yourself with. It doesn't matter who you surround yourself with if you're not going to learn. Yes, sir. You, ha you have to learn. You have to watch and you have to learn and go home and practice it. Yes, That's sir. how you become good at it. Go home and say, oh, I can do my little version of that.
Yes, and sir. so while other people are making masks and they're, and they're making uh, gowns for people, that's great that they can do that. But other people need to be counselors. Yes. We need grief counselors. We need Amen. startup corporations. We need apps where people can access counseling rap rapidly. There's room for every kind of gift. You don't have to imitate what you are not. Yes, you can sir. duplicate the passion uh, the, to, to go do, but you got to do you, boo. You got to do what's down inside you. You, you, you yes, get sir. it? Oh, yeah. my gosh, Bishop. That is, you, you dropped so many things right there. And, you know, I'm glad you kept talking because a couple of times I, I, I felt myself getting teary-eyed. See, people don't realize what a, what a real honor this is for me, you know, seeing you, serving with you, travel around the world, around the world, running through airports, uh, <laughs> running into president's house and the heads of states. And, mm -hmm. and this is a real, a real honor. I don't take my position with you uh, lightly. I don't take my position in the kingdom lightly. I don't, I don't take this lightly. I don't take this moment lightly. And so it is, it's, it's a real, it's, it's a true, true honor. Uh, Bishop. You, you're going to get me teary-eyed, too. We'll be up here sniffing and snotting and crying. And neither one of us look good when we cry, so we should do that. <laughs> we better move on. Okay, Bishop. But, 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 but you, you let, me say, let me say something right quick. Any relationship yes, sir. that's going to be lasting has to have some element of reciprocity. Yes, sir. Yes, it sir. can never be one-sided. Yes, never. I, I may not give you back the same thing that you gave me, but yes, I, I've got to find some kind of way. The whole creation survives through reciprocity. Yes, okay? sir. Yes, That's sir. why it rains, so yes, that, that the steam can take it back up into the clouds. And if the clouds held it, the earth would dry up, but the clouds yes. are going to give it back again. And yes, everybody sir. listening at us right now needs to find a way to give something back again. If you find a way to give something back again, you will find something that enhances you, that creates economic power for you. But when you are always taken and never yes, given back, when yes, you sir. always receive and never yes. give, when it's always about you and never about the other person, that's not a sustainable situation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I feel I feel my preacher coming up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're about to get some church started tonight. Man, yes, this is, sir. This is wow. This is this is incredible, man. I'm 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 just blown away. It's it's gonna be hard for me to sleep tonight. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, talk I want to I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question. Yes, yes, sir. You had never written a book before. No, sir. How did you find the will within yourself to do what you have never done before? Because I think a lot of people are afraid to go where they've never been before or do what they've never done before and they talk themselves out of what's next for them. How, how did you get the courage to, to know that, that that was in you? I, 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 I use you as an example. And, and I believe what you taught me so much that I thought, I think I can do it. I think I can figure a way to get what's in me out of me and, and to do it in such a way 
to where God will be pleased, but mm -hmm. you as my spiritual father, my mentor, my boss, my pastor, you would be proud. I, I, I figured out, I realized that there's no perfect time till now. And this is something that you taught me. This is something that you really taught me. So I've been doing teachings and stuff like that for many, many years about service and, you know, and, and servant leadership. But you have taught me how to be sensitive to the wind. Mm -hmm. and, and I felt there was a wind mm -hmm. that, that blew. And I couldn't explain it. But I mean, I was I was writing this. You didn't even know it because you know how I'm I'm a really private person, and sometimes I don't say a lot. But I did that so that when I presented to you, it was a gift to show you this is what your teaching has done for me, and I wanted to make you proud of it, proud mm -hmm. of me. But I have rode it on the road, and we could be coming. You could be just finished preaching. I could get back to the room at one o'clock, and I could not be able to sleep, and just something hit me, and I'll be up typing. Mm -hmm. that's a win. You've taught me how to be sensitive to the spirit. Mm -hmm. And when God blows a win, Bishop, I've told you this before, but when I, when I published this book at, at pastors and leaders in 2018, mm -hmm. that first week I self published that first week, this book sold 3,500 copies. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, wow. that's, that's a win. You yeah. taught me how to know God for myself. And be obedient to that still small voice that says, "You better go. Mm -hmm. This is your time." And and I think it's it's really having you. And though you didn't know I was writing it, I could hear you in my head saying, "You better go. You better write." I can hear you preaching. See, a lot of people don't know. Whenever I gotta go speak or do anything, the last thing I'm listening to when I leave my room is your sermons. Wow. And it kind of kind of like how people will listen to hip hop or somebody, a basketball, football player listening to rap, rap music to get them hyped before they go out on court. I listen to you. And, mm -hmm. and just when, when you're in those killer moments, that's me. Mm -hmm. And I'll be in my hotel room. Or I'll be in the mirror and I'll be bouncing. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I, I always have you in my head. I never told you that you, you are in my head like that. You're in my spirit. Your words have, have done so much for me. Wow. That's how I, I I really have spoke to myself. You led me to my. You mean as, as as much as you travel with me, you wait till you get me on Instagram to tell me this. You have never told me this in all the flights, and all the trips, and all the hotels and everything. When you get me on Instagram with all these people to tell me this, in front because I never knew that. I, no. I, I never knew that. I never no, knew that. I, I uh, yeah, I wanted to shock you. Yeah, you yeah. are uh, you are the voice that I hear. Uh, when I'm down and, and, you know, you've always taught that, that God uses the voice of, of your mentor, your leader, somebody who you really respect. Sometimes mm -hmm. not ask the Holy Spirit, to, but kind of the, be the voice that sounds like it, to be your, your, that inspiration, that motivation. I hope that, that sounds right. But you, 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 know, you know, it's, it's a lot that, that you did. You, you had to write it. You had to get it edited. It had to be typeset. You had to get the artwork done. You had to get it all situated. Had to invest in it. You had yes, to invest sir. in it. Nobody's going to invest in your dream if you don't invest in your dream. You yes, had to sir. get distribution for it. Had to get yes, a way sir. to get it out there and get it marked. See, it's it's not 
it's not just one thing. It's all the other things behind the thing that makes the thing go. And a lot yes. of times people know, the Bible calls it counting up the cost. No man going to build a house without counting up the cost. A lot of times people have an idea, you know, but they don't count up the cost. But yes, like people hit me up on uh, social media all the time telling me I should take my cakes and, and start a, a cake business. Well, there's one thing to make one of them. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. I yes, even sir. make, I even can make 10 of them. Okay. But when you start about talking about producing thousands of them and yeah. shipping them in a way that they don't get damaged and yeah. making sure that you have the, enough preservatives in them that they don't go bad and get yes. the preservatives without changing the taste of them. Then then you got to get a manufacturer to mass produce them because I don't have a kitchen to produce on that kind of level, nor do I have the time to do that like that. Yes. You, you know, and I think people underestimate greatness. Yeah. So when you, that's why when you start talking about writing hardcore and writing books about leadership, one of the things you let them know is that leadership does not go on sale. It costs what it costs. You got to do what you got to do. You know, you got to pay the price for it. And uh, and the problem today, now I sound like an old man, but the problem today <laughs> yes, sir. is that you have a few people that get on uh, YouTube or something and somebody discovered them and they blew up, they got really great. Well, it's maybe, we can name five or 10 of them out of, out of millions and millions of people. So yes. you got the, the other 20 million people waiting on somebody to discover them. And they'll wait 20 years. And yes, you could have done something with your life. You could have made something out of your life. You could refuel out of your life. I want to say something, uh, uh, brother, to, to the people out there who are worried. Yes, sir. You, you, you know, I understand why you'd be worried. This is stressful. I've never seen anything like this in my life, like what we're going through right now. But let me tell you something. Peter had never walked on water before until he did. Yes, sir. God called him out on the water and he walked on the water. We can walk through this storm, this turbulence, this this unrest that's going on right now. It's uncomfortable. It's yes, uncomfortable. Yes, but sir. I believe that God, by his word, will guide us through it. If we don't keep looking at the winds and the waves and, yes, and keep our, our focus on Christ and yes, our sir. focus on forward. Yes, sir. You know, forward. our focus on forward. One of the things that I have learned from being around extremely successful people, they do not view tragedy the way I was raised to view tragedy. Yes, you know, sir. mama say lightning is thunder is going to sit down. God is talking, you know. We, we, you know, God is talking, you know. I thought, well, what did he say, you know? Yeah, I'm listening. I don't hear nothing. <laughs> I don't hear nothing but thunder. God is talking. Shut up. God is talking. And when we get in trouble, we have a tendency to shrink. Yes, but but the most successful people they 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 magnify themselves in trouble when everybody yes. else is running away from the crashing waves. The surfers are running toward them. Yes, you, you understand. Yes. So yes, so this can either be a liability or it can be an opportunity. Uh, tomorrow night, by God's grace, I'm going to be teaching Bible class. I'm, I'm very seldom ever ever give away a, a clue anything. But but it, I'm going to be talking about conversations in a cave about Elijah, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and it's what you do in the cave that yes. will determine the next twenty years of your life. Oh, See, it's, you, you understand what I'm saying? It's what yes, you sir. do in the cave. It, you can either be crushed by it, okay, or or you can you can uh, it can be a paradigm shift where you transition because of it. 
And, and so this is an opportunity. God has made us to lie down. He maketh me to lie down and reach out. He made everybody lay down. North Korea, South Korea, Australia, Africa, across the board, North America, South America. He made everybody lay down, okay? So yes, we're sir. all laying down. You can either just sit up there and, and uh, eat, eat Cheetos and, and get fat and do that, or you can say, now, what am I going to do with the second half of my life, and how am I going to rebound, and how can I be better? Yes, we're going to pray. I know we're going to pray. Yes, we're going to believe God. We're going to believe God. But sometimes church people are so spiritual yes, sir. Yes, sir. that they don't see the practical opportunity of using this as a moment to reboot and get some things done that you never get done and replan. Because I found the more I plan, the less I worry. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, because yes, a plan will cure worry. What makes yes, you worry is when you have no plan. And so I get with God. I pray about my plans. I want to make sure my plan lines up with his plan for my life. Take out anything you want to take out, add anything you want to add. I don't have no dog in this house. I just want to be in the center of your will. But I'm not just going to sit on my hind end and wait yes. on bread to come down from heaven. You yes, know, sir. not if I got flour in the kitchen. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> you understand? Do something. You don't have to send me bread from heaven because I got a little flour left in the kitchen. If I want some bread, I'll go make some bread. And, and I want them to listen at this moment. I'm going to talk about this tomorrow night. What you do in the cave will determine who will be king. Oh my okay. gosh! Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Bishop, I, I was going to ask you about <laughs> the, my next question was, what do you? How do you talk to yourself as a leader? But y'all just have to wait for Bible study tomorrow night to find that yeah. out because that's yeah. like that's all that is, and that's that's so important about how you talk to yourself. I have mm. learned that from you. I mm. have watched you. How you talk to yourself makes a big difference, and uh, and how you go into a fight. I I, I don't even oh, yeah. want to step on tomorrow oh, yeah. night, but that I'm gonna be tuned in myself. That's that's. You know what's funny? What what people don't know because they only know what they see on TV. Yes, sir. Or or YouTube or stream or something like that. But they don't know that that you've been with me when I went to the White House. You've been with me when I've gone. Uh, to other presidents in other countries around the world. You've been with me when I've gone in palaces with kings and monarchies. You've been with me when I, when I we, we were some of the last Americans to, uh, to, to go into certain regimes and certain kings and certain presidents, President Mugabe. It was yes. one of those experiences, those opportunities, universities, all yes. different types of places, deathbeds, sickbeds, corpses, all kinds of situations, crisis in the bush, no bathrooms, helicopter ride. We've been, I mean, we've been high, we've been low. There's so many things that have happened that people didn't see, eating strange stuff, food we didn't know what it was. You, you know what I'm saying? From steaks to a pack of crackers. Absolutely, in the jungle, in the wilderness. If you're not going to follow the man of God through everything, yes, then you're not going to get that double portion. If you're going to turn around and go back because it's bad, yes, yes, then sir. you're not going to get that double portion. And, yes, and then people have to understand, you know, whether we were walking or riding or flying or whether things were good or bad or when you got sick over in Africa, they told me to leave you over there. And I said, I am not leaving here without him. 
I am yeah. not leaving here without him. Going, we'll take care of him. We'll get him back. I say, I am not leaving here without him. Okay, <laughs> you understand? Okay, that's just out. I'm not. I'm not doing it. If we have to stay another week, we have to stay another week. I am not leaving here without him. The, the, certain things begin to happen, and I hear people say a lot of things because they don't know you. You only talk to the rich and famous. You wouldn't do this with a with a regular person. Well, you're wrong. You, you know, they go by assumptions of who they think you are. Yeah. And sometimes they go by who they would be if they were you. Yeah, exactly. But you, you have to have a heart. It has to be in your heart. I believe God raises people. He said, I'll give you shepherds after my own heart. I believe God raises people to the capacity of your heart. And I, I hope those of you that 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 are listening will really get this book and and think about it and pray about it and read about it and i hope that it won't just be something that gathers dust and you do it because you like it i i hope you do it and i hope you begin to re-strategize what's the second half of your life is going to look like what's it going to look like raising these kids by myself you can either spend all your time being mad about who left you or you can get a strategy for what you got left yes sir you understand what I'm saying? Yes, you can be mad. I lost my job. I feel sorry for myself. You know, nothing ever goes right for me. None of that is going to make any money. None of that is going to get you back up on your feet. None of that is going to make that mortgage payment. None of that is going to be what the lesson you want your children to learn. Because what I'm getting out of talking to you tonight is absolutely priceless. Uh, to 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 know that you were watching and that you saw it and that it mattered says something to us that our children are watching us. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. And they're, they're going to be what they see. Yes, sir. They're going to be what they see. And so you can't just fall apart and start laying everybody out and get evil and get mad and fall down the floor and kick and all that stuff. Show your daughter how to get up. Show your son. Yes, it hurt. Daddy's human. Daddy cries. Daddy yes, worries. Daddy yes, gets frustrated. But daddy gets up. And yes, daddy sir. gets his pants on and daddy goes back out there and fight again so that when something knocks him over, he'll say, wait a minute, wait a minute. I saw my father get knocked over and he got yeah. back up again. She'll yeah. say, I saw my dad get, get knocked over and he got back up again. One of my daughters said to me, she said, I knew what I was looking for in a husband because I looked at you and I said, oh, no, 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 that's not going to do because that's not... See, all of us need to know that somebody's watching us right now. Yes, sir. And I hope yes, that when they get your book, they'll begin to strategize, whether they're a pastor or not, a CEO or not. You're the CEO of you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. You're the CEO of you. And, yes, and you, you have to be strong enough yes, to, sir. to go against the grain yes, and sir. let everybody say whatever they want to say about you, but to plant your feet flat on the floor. Yeah, oh, glory to God! I got to quit because I You, you the best around. Got to be in church. Yeah, it's about to be yeah. Church right here, right now, Bishop. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm blown away for everybody asking this. The book is called Hardcore. You can go to my website, antarmohammed.com. The link is in the bio. Amazon, BarnesandNobles.com. It's available on iBooks. It's not a book just for for those who are in church leadership. I've had people who are in corporate America. I've had people in all segments of life read the book, love the book. Again, hardcore. You can go to my website. The link is in my bio. Sir, I, I, I so respect you. I show, I so respect who you are. 
to the world, but who you are to me. And, and I've done this before privately, but before I ended this live, the Lord told me to send a special prayer to you. And I want everybody who is watching this live, I, I'm from the old school, you can point your hand towards the phone, you can lay your hands on the phone, I don't care what you do, but I want everybody who is watching right now to go into agreement. I've seen you, I've seen you, this is, I don't want you to just think I'm just praying for uh, my boss and, and bishop and somebody who I went in and out of the jungles. I, I want you to know it's deeper than that. I've seen you get off the stage preaching, fire, mm -hmm. building, shaking, people mm -hmm. crying, delivered. You get off the stage. People don't realize sometimes you were holding me to get off stage because you was in so much pain. People didn't realize that. People didn't realize you were picking up your phone as soon as you got off stage having to put out a fire that you were trying to put out before you got on stage. People don't realize that. People don't realize the times that when we Ooh. say, sir, do you need anything before I leave you in your hotel room, you were up two, three, four o'clock in the morning dealing with an issue that the, and the world has gone on. They heard you preach. They loved it. They shouted. They went on. But I've seen you. I've yeah. seen you when we had to walk away and you had, you were, Fight back tears. I've seen you. Yeah, Wipe away tears. Go out on that stage. Good morning. God bless you, Potter's house. And nobody knew. <laughs> yeah. I've seen you. But I want you, everybody watching, I want you to point your hand at the phone. I want you to bow your head. I want you to believe God. And, and sir, I'm going to pray for you as God commanded me. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank I you, thank you right now. I thank you for this moment in time. I thank you for this space and time. I thank you, Lord, for your manservant. I thank you, Lord, that right now you are touching him, touching him, God, in every area of his life, touching him, God, in the secret places of his life, touching him, God, in the secret places of his heart, touching him, God, in every area of his life, in his spirit, God, in his emotion, God. I thank you, Lord, for restoring him, God, restoration. For everybody who has ever walked away and said, he blessed me, God. I pray, God, for restoration for every time he's given out, God. For every time he wanted to give up and quit and faint and walk away. I pray, God, that you would restore him, God. Thank you, Lord, for covering him by your blood. In the fights people don't even know about, God. Thank you, Lord, for covering him, God. Thank you for covering his family, God. Thank you for covering his interests, God. Thank you for covering his mind, God. Thank you for covering his health, God. Thank you, Lord, for covering him, God. Thank you for the blood. Restore him, God. 